Hey guys, welcome to my 10th episode. This is B. This is my podcast, B Plus Thoughts. And today I am going to talk about COVID and how it's impacted all students. I mean, I wouldn't say all students, but from my experience teaching first grade, um, the little experience that I have, I want to talk about how thing, how COVID has set everyone back. So COVID really messed things up. And I do remember this because I did my student teaching back in 2020. Yes, the beginning of 2020. So I was going through all my, you know, supervised little lessons that I was teaching in kindergarten. I had my mentor teacher. She was watching me. I was in her class. Uh, And then about March, I'm trying to remember specifically, March 15th, everything shut down in 2020, right? And I was in the middle of my student teaching. I was about to start my second week of um, whole day lessons. And I was going to get that experience, but then we shut down and I had to finish everything online. Even though online, when COVID hit, we didn't know what that looked like. Didn't have a plan set for the school shutting down because it's never happened or hasn't happened in a long, long, long time. So that was really interesting. And then when I got my license in the summer and I got my job as a first grade teacher, I became that first grade teacher at the school that I am at. And it's very interesting because it was my first year of teaching. And honestly, I cannot compare it to anything because it was my first year. So I started off online. It was something that I got used to, something that was normal for me. I mean, everybody kept talking about, oh, teaching is not the same. It's way easier in person. And I just wasn't used to it. So I just, that was just something, you know, I wasn't used to. I didn't know anything about teaching the whole day with my own class, right? But I taught on online and that's what I knew. That's what I got comfortable with. But what I started realizing is, yes, these kids were a little bit behind, but that was just the normal, the normal thing when it came to first graders. You know, some of them are high in terms of learning of what they know. They're high. Some of them are medium. Some of them are low. And you had your expected, you know, low students that had trouble still with uh, their letter sounds and letter recognition. So that was something that was very interesting to me. It was something that was new to me. But again, that was the norm, right? And again, in first grade, this is where they start you know, this is where phonics comes into play. It's really huge where they grab all these letter sounds and they blend them together. We start learning about um, different rules that apply, such as the magic E, the short vowels, the long vowels. We start learning about blends such as BR, um, the R blends, the L blends, uh, and just putting these words together. So decoding them, breaking them into final, middle, and Uh, final sounds and just blending them into what we call either CVC words, CVCE words, um, and just blending them together. Yeah, taking all the sounds and blending them. That's how they learn how to read and to write. And that is what our curriculum is about. We start with CVC words, so consonant, vowel, consonant sounds, uh, words, and we sound them out and blend them. And that's the beginning part of first grade is where we teach those short vowels. One week at a time, we start with A, then I, then O, then U, and then E. E is always put at last because we have different rules with E. But 
E is the last one, and we teach those. That's part of our curriculum. So we start usually about week two because we do all these assessments on them to see where they're at at the beginning. So when we start that curriculum, that's where you know, we expect the typical first grader to be at and to pick up from. But I've since COVID hit, things have been so much different. Students have honestly lost a year of learning. They've lost a year of learning. For example, the kids we got in first grade, they didn't get a full year of kindergarten because they still had two months left in kindergarten and everything just shut down. So we kind of knew that they were going to be a little bit behind. So we had to catch them up. Or if we had to continue with the curriculum, we had to pull them um, individually and do small groups with our low students to practice the things that they needed help with. Now, one thing that was interesting was when we were teaching online, that made it difficult because in first grade, one of the big components of, of learning anything to do in first grade is with their writing. They have to write. We have to practice handwriting. Practice, practice, practice. That was one of the hu- biggest things, is practicing that handwriting. Because if they can't write the words that they can read, then everything just becomes much more difficult. So handwriting is a huge thing. And online, there is absolutely no way we can, we can practice hands-on you know, modeling for them in handwriting. So we just had to trust that we made packets for them to send home that they would practice that handwriting and then they would see as we do online, do as um, we do. But little by little, I started realizing as we got the packets back that they were just, they had the instruction, we gave them the instruction, we gave the parents the instruction, but they still weren't making sense of what they were doing. They just figured, oh, we're going to trace this, but it didn't really make sense to them, which is why I feel online COVID really messed everything up because doing online helped. But at the same time, there were things, especially for younger kids that needed to be hands on, hands on. And that's what we lost a year of. That's what we lost a year of. And everyone is behind for it. And it's a little bit frustrating because Especially now, after that year of online, because remember last year we were online, all at least here in Las Vegas, in Nevada, we were online until March. So that's basically a whole school year. And then March, we came back and students started coming into the school little by little. And that's when I really got hands on with my students is, you know, aside taking all the precautions uh, during COVID, wearing my mask, social distancing the best I could because, again, little kids, it's harder. Everything has to be hands-on, uh, the type of hands-on learning environment. So I really focused on practicing everything when they were in person. And they improved so much in that little time frame that they weren't in school. And I I felt like it did them, it did them well. It, it really helped them improve or grow and learn more than they would have at home. So I think that was very important. And the only reason I mentioned this is because now the students that I that I have, they're sweet and I have my a sweet class. Um, but most of them are so far behind, really far behind. And again, that's another topic that we can talk about. It's somewhere that's uh what families can do at home to help their child learn and grow. Because we all know every family is different. Priorities are different. Again, uh, it happens. 
Uh, some families focus a lot when their children are young in also practicing what they learn at home, um, but some other families don't, and that's where students usually get left behind. But the student that uh, the students that I have right now, they are all kind of they're all low, um, and and it makes it really difficult because. As I'm teaching them everything that I'm trying to do, we're supposed to start, like I mentioned, with the curriculum of, you know, now let's put all these letter sounds together and blend them. We, that's where we start with CVC words. But they're having a hard time with that because most of my students don't know all of their letter sounds. So we kind of have to stop everything, back it up. Let's go all the way back to the beginning, practicing our ABCs. Letter recognition, what letter is this? We have to practice with letter sounds because I do have one student that every letter I point at or every letter we try to make, uh, we try to sound out is B, as in bat. <laughs> so every, every letter he sees is B. And he just, and he does it with so much confidence and he's just, it's not clicking for him. So we have to go back and practice that. And now my curriculum is pushed back and what's tough about it is we have to teach reading. So concepts of reading, reading comprehension, um, things such as story elements, character setting, events, uh, main topic. We have to teach all of this. And most of the work that they have to do from that is writing, <laughs> writing sentences. But it's difficult to do that because some of them don't even know, they don't know their letters. They don't know how to write it. They they, they're so far behind that a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense. So COVID really messed things up because, and again, we don't blame the teachers who, are, who were their teachers the previous grade because at our school, they're amazing. They are amazing. It's just COVID didn't let us teach at maximum capacity or uh, let us teach the most efficiently that we could. So therefore, every grade level was getting students who are low because we couldn't do hands-on things. And that's, what, that, that's what's hard right now is we're teaching things that aren't on their level, which is why still so many students are kind of left in, uh, I don't know what I'm doing, right? And it makes it difficult. I know, for example, in math as well, uh, we have this, this program, we're teaching it, it's and it's difficult because we're teaching them in first grade is when we start, you know, understanding what addition and subtraction uh, means and what it is and what it looks like. And and the first lesson, the first whole chapter that we're teaching is about word problems. They're all word problems. And I'm like, I, all this independent work are word problems. And I'm thinking to myself, why would you... Why would you do this to us? Like, why? If we know that students are behind, why are we giving them sentences to read when they can't even read them in the first place? I, the first day that I gave the first uh, packet and we talked about it, I taught my lesson. We did some guided practice together. Then it came to time for their independent practice. And they just started circling stuff, scribbling, and they did not know what to do, even though I gave them instructions. So again, why are we having students read if they're not at that level yet? There's a lot of things that go over their head because they can't read or because they can't write. So it's, it's tough right now. COVID really messed us up and it backed us up. Again, and this is from what the, 
I'm only saying this because, yes, I've only been a teacher for two years, but I can see a difference in my students from last year to this year. And then I've also heard about experiences from other teachers and other normal years and how it looked like and where students would be at that I can say right now that they are just super far behind. And it it almost feels like I'm teaching preschoolers still how to even do the simple things, even social skills, right? Teaching them simple social skills, how to make sure you guys are paying attention when a teacher is talking. And I know every every teacher's classroom is different. Every teacher is different. Um, but just teaching them those skills, like whole body listening. When someone is talking to you, you make sure you look at them. Make, you make sure you're, you're not touching anything. You're facing them. Your feet are facing them. Whole body listening. Because it, it's little things like that that if they can't do that, then they can't really pay attention when you're teaching a lesson. And again, kids aren't perfect. We have those moments where students are, aren't doing what they're supposed to do, um, but that's handled by the teacher, right? So again, COVID has really backed things up. I mean, uh, it, it's hard as teaching these kids, especially when they're so far behind something that's not on our curriculum. We just have to start from scratch with them and then catch them up as fast as we can and do the best that we can. So that's something interesting. And then another aspect of this whole COVID and teaching thing that I wanted to talk about was just teaching in general in terms of safety and just safety and health-wise. Like how crazy is this, right? During the whole pandemic, teachers had to teach regardless, right? Even though it was was in the summer, we still had to teach whether it was online or in person. Some of us still went to the school until they mandated us to go home and teach. Um, But just teaching through all that, just like other jobs had to do, you had to take home computers, had to take home supplies, you had to buy your own thing, your desks, and you had to make sure your internet was up to par so you could handle all this internet coming to it and connecting to different types of things. We had to learn a whole bunch of things that we never probably would have messed around with if it weren't for COVID. But just teaching in that environment made you learn so many more things and made you work that much harder. And I I know a lot of people say teachers should be earning more. And (laughs) I kind of agree because we do a lot. I mean, people probably... People on my social media, they they see what I do outside of school. Like, I have fun. I enjoy my life. But teaching is no joke. There is a lot of preparation that goes into it. And when the kids are in school, we don't have time for any of that to prepare. So all the preparation happens either we stay after school or we take it home or we work on the weekend. It, it happens on our own time, which means we're working extra hours. So it takes a mental toll on us. Yes, I know it's not as physical as other jobs, but mentally it takes a toll on teachers, which is why I'm kind of like, and now we have to worry about, you know, in, in schools, kids are constantly getting sick. They're constantly getting sick. And I remember when I first started teaching, not teaching, but uh, working in a school was when I did my instructional assistant. So I was an aide. I was so confused because I would get sick every other every other week. And this was before COVID. So I was like, oh, great. Like I'm getting sick constantly. And now that's something that I have to worry about because any little thing that I feel, a headache or a sore throat or or I just, it's anything that I feel, I'm constantly having, having to worry about 
oh, is this COVID? Is this not COVID? And then I have to go get tested. And then same thing with my kids. There is always a day where something is wrong with the kid. My stomach hurts. My head hurts. I have a runny nose. And then I hear a cough and just little things. And that gets me worried. (laughs) I mean, I try not to worry and I let it go sometimes. But I have to inform, you know, the nurses, the school and all this. And we have this whole protocol on just sending kids home uh, and having them quarantine or having them get tested. So there's this whole process uh, to it that's really confusing. But it's something that I don't feel I should have to worry about. But again, that's part of teaching. And I'm risking my own health and the health of people around me who I hang around with after school. You know, something that I risk by teaching, right? But and then we still and this goes this is relating to all the money like we're putting a lot at risk and the money's still not there. Like we don't have enough money. I hear other states talking about teachers are getting two thousand dollar checks for COVID relief. But over here in Nevada, hi, nothing, nothing. So so it's like we we are risking a lot. We do a lot of work mentally, especially with COVID. We have to work around that. We have to work on catching these kids up um, socially and academically. And it, it's just a lot to take in. But again, COVID has really messed things up. And that's what this episode is about. Again, it, I guess it's kind of me venting, but it's rough out here sometimes. I'm telling you, life is great and everything, but it's it's rough out here sometimes. So <laughs> I just wanted to give you guys my viewpoint of that and how things are going. So thank you for listening to my 10th episode of my podcast. Again, I will be posting another one soon, so stay tuned for that. So please like, share, uh, give me feedback to this episode or this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you, guys.